Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Guys, gals, and non-binary pals, welcome to the Are You Listening podcast, music podcast where we talk about music, born from trying to get each other to listen to records and knowing the other one's not going to listen to it. <laughs> so we're here to keep each other honest. We're here to keep each other truthful. And, yes. And we've hit some speed bumps along the way, but we've also hit some wins along the way. We definitely have. I am Brand. I'm here with my co-host, Scott. Scott, good morning. Hello, hello, hello. We are here today to talk about Casey Musgraves' record. Yeah. Same trailer, different park. Yep. Um, do you see how I skipped that weird how are you doing part that I realized is <laughs> not necessary? Not really. Because uh, we just talked for 40 minutes. but We did. But I'm doing well. Good. Good. That's good <laughs> you had some familiarity with Casey Musgraves. You were familiar with her Christmas kind of. Yeah, that show you told me. Yeah, that, what is it? A variety, it's a variety show. show. Yeah. yeah. And her, her, I think you may have checked out her Christmas record. If not, you know, I talked about it when we drafted Christmas records last time. Yeah, I don't think I listened to the record. I think I just watched the variety show. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But most of those songs. I mean, it's with, all Christmas with songs with guests. duets. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. different guests on her actual record, and there's some she doesn't have guests on. But you know Casey Musgrave is a voice, at least. Let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah, for sure. So you've never listened to one of her records, though. I'm a huge Casey Musgraves fan. Mm-hmm. I really love doing some research on this. There's some interesting, fun things we're going to talk about. I'm going to oh, dive excellent. into the notes. Dive into the notes, Scott. Whenever you feel necessary, please pipe up. Yeah, let's do it. Casey Lee Musgraves, born August 21st, 1988, in oh. Golden, Texas, is an American country singer. She is that. Musgraves began songwriting at the age of eight. Whoa. When she wrote a song called Notice Me for her elementary school graduation. Wow. That seems crazy. That does seem crazy. Eight notice years me? old, notice me? Notice me. I wonder what it sounds like. Like, I want to know what it is. Yeah. Like, just call the thing I'm talented. Like, is what you yeah, should right. call the fucking yeah. record. Bitch, get out of my way. She first learned how to play music on the mandolin. Oh, okay. Then at age 12, started taking guitar lessons from local musician John DeFore. I looked um, it up. Don't know. Yeah, okay. Which she later described as, quote, one of the most important things that ever happened to me. Oh, wow. And then just an added bonus. She also yeah. learned the harmonica. 
There you go, because why not? You have to. You got to. Yeah, you have to be Bob Dylan. Musgrave's mother took her to local music festivals to sing Western swing music. Okay. So is that like square dance stuff? I, I would imagine so. That's that's my is that initial just like thought. The, the the modern contemporary way to say square dancing is that, that's what I was wondering. Swing, too. country swing. Along with co-student Alina Tatum, she was part of a children country music duo, Texas Two Bits, <laughs> which toured through Texas and released an independent album in 2000. How old was she? In 2000, 88 to 2000. What's that? Like oh, 12? it's 12? Yeah. At 12, she's touring. They also earned an invitation to perform at President George W. Bush's, quote, Black Tie and Boots inaugural ball. Oh, my God. Imagine the people going to this. Oh, my God. George W. Bush's Black Tie and Boots Black inaugural tie boots. ball. Damn. Musgraves also won Yodeling National Championships and was selected to sing the national anthem at the 2002 Winter Olympics. Wow, really? <laughs> yes. Wow. I didn't know any of this before this research either, and it was awesome to read. That's crazy. At age 14, her family funded her first solo self-released album. Okay. She moved to Austin at 18, so that record didn't really do anything. Uh, nope. In 2007, Musgraves competed on season five of the singing competition reality TV series, Nashville Star. I didn't know that that was a thing. <laughs> yeah. Five seasons in, in, in 07. Wow. Okay. She, she placed seventh. Oh, do you, do you have the name of the winner? I'm wondering who beat her out. I'm going to guess because we didn't even know it was a show. It's nobody we know. Angela Hacker. Sure. Never once have heard that name. Mm -mm. I kind of now want to see if there's anybody else on the show. You say Angela Hacker. I think Angelina Jolie in Hackers. Hey, the host of season five was Jewel. That does not surprise me. <laughs> the judges were Randy Owen, Anastasia Brown, and Blake Shelton. Blake Shelton doing it. So Angela Hacker won. Second okay. place was Zach Hacker. This seems... That did, yeah, that third seems... place is David Saint Romain, and fourth was Joshua Stevens. I don't know any of those names. No, I'm also not up on modern country, so you know, maybe they did something and I don't know it. <laughs> and then, just to, while, while we're here talking about season five, fifth, Whitney Duncan, sixth, Meg Allison, seventh, Casey Musgraves, eight, Dustin Wilkes, and nine, there were two tied with nine, Ricky Jolene, one word, Ricky Jolene. Oh. And Tim LaRoche. So I don't know. No clue. Any of them. Nope. All right. Nashville Star. This isn't Nashville Starcast. <laughs> to sustain herself while living in Austin, she took various jobs, including performing as Hannah Montana at children's birthday parties. What? No way. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Musgraves recorded three self-produced albums in 02, 03, and 07. So okay. that 02 one was the one her family would have funded, and then she right. had two others. Right. While living in Austin in 08, Musgraves recorded two songs for the independent record label Triple Pop. Okay. Never heard of it. Don't know it. The two songs, acoustic covers of One Republic's Apologize. I did a cover of that. And Miley Cyrus's See You Again, which plays into her... Her Hannah Montana time. Hannah Montana, yes. Right. The Apologize, parenthetically, acoustic version charted in the billboard hot singles chart at number 23 
on February 15th, 2014, and and racked up over 31 million streams on Spotify. Holy cow. Now, I need to listen to that. I don't know if the Billboard Hot Singles chart is the mm. Billboard Hot 100 chart. I don't right. know. I have no idea how that works. Yeah. Well, we've talked about it before. Billboard has a million charts Billboard for everything. will endlessly confuse me. One of these days, we got to draft the Billboard charts. Like, <laughs> We're just going to draft the I'm charts. I'm taking heat seekers. I'm <laughs> taking heat seekers because I don't know what it means. Because it doesn't. Yeah. There's no indication as to who is on it at all, ever. <laughs> Musgraves toured with Lady A on their European leg of their 2012 tour. Okay. Soon after, she signed with Mercury Nashville. And released her solo debut single "Merry Go Round," which oh, was a single, in, which was included on her major label debut, same trailer, different park, produced and co-written by Musgraves, Shane McNally, and Luke Laird, and released March nineteenth, twenty thirteen. Okay, I don't know any of those other writers, but all the, right. Luke Laird has like some Carrie Underwood. Writing, oh, writing credits, and, yeah, gotcha. and then I think Shane, I might have said his wrong, Mac McAn M C A N A L L Y McAlley Mac McAnally. It's hard. It's a rough one. There's yeah. a couple of consonants in there, but <laughs> he has some. He has some writing credits on some pretty big country stuff too. So I think they were just country. Yeah, writers. just dudes that write all the time for anybody. Yes, I wanted to be one of those dudes so bad. I mean, you like, still get your shot. You can still do it. Yeah, start writing. I've, I don't I, know how I you get in, in contact so long. You know what I mean? I, like, that's I why know. I. That's why I like kind of stopped that dream. You almost have so to have like, like a friend who's you... becoming one. And yeah. Then from there, you then from jump. there you build onto it and yeah. like move on. But yeah, I was like, how do I even go about putting it out there that I'm writing songs? Yeah. Aside from trying to like do YouTube videos and you know, I just I didn't know that lane yeah like how do you like okay. how, how do you say yeah my job is i'm a songwriter right like, without get there having one out there already i want to say it probably if you had like a local studio that you just hung out in right yeah like if your friend owned a studio or your friend was an engineer or you were an engineer then you yeah. can branch off to be the songwriter yeah but you have to already be in it yeah basically yeah, yeah. I have albums released March 2013, and nice. it's it's really weird. I feel oh. like beginning of this month, not a whole lot of anything for either of us. Oh, great. And then towards the end, there's some stuff there. Oh, good. But also, while I was doing this, a lot of stuff, Scott, I don't know what you were into, because I barely knew what I was into. Oh, okay. There so might have been 2013? Yeah, there might have been names of bands or artists Oof. that I didn't know that you yeah. were into. It's one of those right. situations. But let's start off March 1st. Bastille put out Bad Blood. I don't know them. I see that name up yeah, all the same. time. I couldn't tell you what they sound like or if it's one person or a band. No yes, idea. Exactly. Same. Yep. March 5th, they might be giants. Oh, with, I love them. With Nanobots. I don't know that record, okay. but they're a great, like, kind of comedy band. I kind of yeah. dig them sometimes. They yeah. might be giants, though, Scott. They might. They might be. At March 8th, well, we found one you were listening to. What about now? Bon Jovi. Oh, God. It's your favorite. No. Your boy no. from New Jersey. No. You love Get him out of here. Please. March 12th, David Bowie, the next day. I don't know the next day. 2013 is a wild, a wild year. Man. Wild year. That one, I, I, I can't even put the cover in my head. Like, I have no idea. 
I, I don't remember the wow. comment. Wow, I need to look into that. March 13th, Nick Lachey. Oh, Nick Lachey. Put out a father's lullaby. Oh. On the cover, he's like holding his baby. I'm assuming it's his baby. It could just be a model <laughs> it's baby. It's some random baby. It could be a model baby. I don't know. But he's <laughs> I like that idea. And when I saw it, I was like, this is weird. But then I was like, it shouldn't be weird. Like, why or why is it weird that a father could love his child <laughs> in public yeah, like that? It's like, just, this should be allowed to happen. It should be, but it is kind of odd. And it like, made, I, the way I why I think it's odd is because you're basically monetizing that love. Yeah, but he's like a musician. That. If he wasn't a musician beforehand. Yeah, but you don't I, I don't I don't like capitalizing off of that. Yeah, I guess. I mean, that, that's like, just me, look, though. It's not like 98 Degrees was popping big in 2013. That's so. very true. And he had himself busy with uh, terrible romantic game shows on MTV. <laughs> Man, I loved him. On March 18th, we have, and this was one of the most, like, you can sort by popularity. Oh, okay. The band Daughter with If You Leave. Daughter. I, I don't, don't know. I, I know. I know Daughtry. Daughtry. <laughs> yeah. Do I like Daughtry? Absolutely not. I liked him for a minute. Uh, that first record, I think I liked. I dislike Daughtry so much that I would put it on paper that I would probably like this daughter record more than I like a Daughtry <laughs> With no idea who they are. No, with no idea what yeah. it is, who it is. Yeah. On March 19th, here's one that we finally will know at least what's going on. Oh, here we go. Justin Timberlake oh. put out the 2020 experience. That one... Oh, uh, Mirrors. Mirrors was on that one, right? Was it? I don't know. I, I think so. That's the the black and gold cover. Yeah, where he's like in the optometrist. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I think that one has Mirrors on it, and that song is so good. Okay. It's really good. I'm like, for not being an sync guy, Yeah, Justin Timberlake, he's talented as shit. Yeah. I mean, they, I, they all were, but... I, I couldn't tell you any of the other guys' names. Yeah, I mean, at least but... scene wise, I guess. I guess you got to draw the line somewhere. Like, yeah. are, are they because ta- Justin Timberlake's talented, I mean, talented because enough. he can songwrite and do yeah. it all. The other guys maybe were just there for voices. Yeah, right. That song that Justin Timberlake did with Chris Stapleton on "Man in the Woods" is that the name of the record that he did? I think so yeah. that was kind of the one that's for sale everywhere on vinyl for eight bucks. I've never listened to it, but that <laughs> one that one track is so good. There's a video of it on YouTube where it's a continuous shot playthrough like live and it is amazing. It's like through like a like a warehouse, like an empty warehouse. Yeah. And it's super good. If you get the chance, check it out. It's it's yeah, I'll definitely do that. I know you will. I'll definitely do that. I love YouTube videos, too. (laughs) March also on March 19th. Finally, something that maybe not this record, but at least listen to this band a little bit at this time. Okay, band Nails. They put out Abandon All Life. I don't know that. So based on that stuff, Scott, it's heavy. You know that. Yeah, I I had an idea, but no idea who that is. March 19th, bands popped up before. Neither of us have listened, I don't think. Clutch put out Earth Rocker. Nope, we haven't. That's uh, one Dennis is waiting on us to do. <laughs> well, does he like? Are we gonna do Earth Rocker or is there a different? Class I don't record? know if it's that one. Okay. It might be. I I don't I, I don't know that I've asked him what record he would want us to do. Okay. Also on March nineteenth, I wrote this one down because I feel like maybe I've heard the name. Maybe you've said it. Maybe not. Okay. Billy Bragg put out Tooth and Nail. Nope. No. All right. Nope. M- moving on. <laughs> March 19th here we go now this is where that flip happens we're starting to get at some stuff even if it's not the records we're into we at least know who these people we are. know them okay 
well, maybe you don't know this one, but I do. Oh, okay. Incendiary put out Cost of Living. No, that's on you. It's fucking excellent. Excellent okay. record. Also on March 19th, maybe you these guys hit you. It might have been a little later. Vanna put out The oh. Few and Far Between. The Few and Far Between. What's that cover look like? Couldn't tell you. You can look it up if you want. Yeah, I'm, I'm about to. Uh, I really do dig certain eras of Vanna. Anybody that knows Vanna has gone through an insane amount of lineup changes. Uh, See, I didn't know that. I just knew that there's some Vanna that I like, and there's some Vanna that I do not like. Yeah. I like the Vanna that's, like, chaotic and heavier. If I'm thinking of the right band, that might not even be Vanna. Oh, yeah. No, I love this record. Good shit. We found one you're listening to in 2013. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the cover is, like, a girl's back on a bed. Uh, I think I might actually own it on vinyl. Whoa. Now we're talking. Yeah. Well, that's a good segue because also on March 19th, an oh. album I own on vinyl. There we go. The album Terror Regime from the band Jungle Rot. Oh, okay. I got it in a blind bag from whatever record whatever company, record label. Whatever record label put that album out. I got it in a blind bag. And solid. It's a solid death metal record. Okay. I mean, I expect it from the title and the name <laughs> yes. of the band. Yeah. That's usually how that works. Yeah. On March 25th, don't know this record, but very familiar with this band, Fintroll. Fintroll, yeah. Put out Bloodsfect. No idea. B-L-O-D-S-V-E-P-T. Bloodsfect. I think I've only listened to one record. Yeah, Jenkins Tid. It's the only one yeah, I listened to. Was... No, I had downloaded their discography, but it was pre-2013 when I downloaded their discography. So you didn't listen to that one, yeah. And I did not listen to that one, and probably only listened to Jenkins Tid. <laughs> Coming out March 26th, again, a band we know, record maybe not, The Strokes, put out Come Down Machine. Oh, nope. I didn't know there was a Strokes record other than that blue one. I that blue and yellow one. That one we listened to. That's, Is this it or something like that? Yeah, I think that's a different one than the one you're talking about. Is this it? Has Isn't it like geometric shapes on that oh, one? Maybe, yeah. And so maybe the, I guess I do know two Strokes records. <laughs> I, d I never listened to that one you're talking about. The one that's like orange and blue, like yellow and aqua yeah. kind of wavy thing looking. I know the cover. I don't know that I've ever listened to it, though. Okay. Also, March 26th, Wheezy, Lil Wayne, hmm. put out I Am Not a Human Being 2. I was out of Wheezy at this point. I don't know if I listened to that. I know I listened to I'm Not a Human Being. Wasn't that the one where he went like rock? I think it was Ray Bavor's rock record, but there was some rock stuff on it, I think. But I will say that Lil Wayne's been trying to tell us for years that he's an alien. I don't know why we're not listening to this man. I know. Lil, if there if there's anybody on this planet Earth that is an alien, it's, it's Lil, Lil Wayne. Wayne. Yeah, I didn't listen to two. I listened to one, though. Okay. Also, March 26th, I thought maybe this was a band you were into, but I also okay. remember maybe you weren't. The story so far... Uh put out what you don't see yeah no i yeah think i listened to the, like their first record and i was like meh it's fine yeah march 26th senses fail yeah put out Rene doesn't matter what renacer renacer r-e-n-a-c-e-r renacer i was gonna say it doesn't matter i know i liked it okay i love it but i don't know that record <laughs> okay and then uh, my last one i got march 26th seven dust put out black out the sun we hear a lot about Seven we, Dust. 
we, we talk a lot about seven dust and we listened to one of their their newest record and both of us yeah. were kind of let down but a little bit maybe seven dust fans were too so it's hard to judge the whole band by that new record yeah uh, i know there is one seven dust record i like and it's not that we had talked about potentially drafting attempting a draft because we've never listened to like the majority of their records i think we've both only listened to like one record two yeah. now after that new one uh but after that new one i think the idea of doing a draft for them was like ooh, maybe maybe we won't it's on such a back burner that there's not even an exhaust fan to pull the fumes off of it like that's how <laughs> far back that is on the burner yeah we have a lot more uh on the list for drafts so let's move on to the billboard hot 100 okay and let's see where the world was at week of april 6th 2013 okay number five stay rihanna featuring mickey echo nope I feel like a bad Rihanna fan for not knowing this track because I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know this track at all. I don't think. I have no idea. At number four, when I was your man, Bruno Mars. I'm uh, I'm I'm a Bruno Mars fan. You're a big Bruno Mars head. From I don't back. I don't know that one though. I don't see there. I I am a Bruno Mars fan, but it's like just the bookends. So the his first record and then so Sonic with yeah with with grenade on it. Yeah, and then Silk Sonic, and then everything in between. Take it or uh, leave it. I don't really know. <laughs> I'm a fan of a Super Bowl performance. I that was super. He was killer. Yeah, he he did great. I wasn't expecting it. I've heard really good things about Twenty Four Carat Magic. I, I think, think that's the, the album that this is off of. Oh, okay. Um, but I never listened to it. Maybe by the way, I I don't want to. I put it this way: I saw it on the charts. Gotcha. I saw Twenty Four Carat Magic on the charts. So gotcha. Okay. Number three, this might have been another one of the songs you were thinking of off that Justin Timberlake record, Suit and Tie. Oh, yeah. Justin Timberlake featuring Jay-Z. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I loved that track. Jay was really good on it, too. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm yeah. If I you like want that. to be mentally taken back to what was going on at this time, Scott, number two will firmly plant you in there. Oh, wow, okay. By the artist Bauer, The Harlem Shake. Oh, that do you was, uh, remember how hard that song took over the fucking planet for like two weeks? It was like and TikTok then it was before TikTok, and yeah. everybody was doing the Harlem. Like, I mean, like ESPN was doing the Harlem Shake. Yeah, like the Today Show was doing the Harlem Shake. It was crazy. Don't get me wrong. I actually love it. Like, I okay. love how like everybody's sitting down and then everybody's going nuts. I love it. I don't even know exactly what it was. It's cringy. Yeah, but I for, there was something about it that real. I mean, and I guess it's probably why I caught on because everybody found something in it. They're like, everybody could great. do it. Yeah. yeah. And then number one, Scott, on the Billboard Hot 100, April 6, 2013, Thrift Shop. Ah, uh, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. Grammy award winning. If you could tell me who the feature is on this, Scott, I will mail you $100 in probably three years time. Oh, uh, I've never even heard of this name, so I don't think you're going to pull it. I probably won't. You're gonna say it, and I'm. It might ring a bell. Oh, I don't know. It's Macklemore and I Lewis featuring Wans. Oh, nope. W A N Z. Nope. I didn't no even know there was that. a feature on this track. I thought there was, but it's been it's been probably since 2013 that I've heard that song. Yeah. <laughs> Got a couple ones here that will also get us a little more uh, adjusted to where we're at in time. Okay. At number six, just out of the top five, just give me a reason by. I mean, let's call it one of the queens of this podcast. Pink. Yep. At number 15. And uh, and the dude from Fun. 
is okay. the future on that track. Okay. He's yeah, not credited yeah. on the track. Weird. Yeah, he was a big part of that. Absolutely, like, it was, he was. Uh, do I? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Oh, but yeah. yeah, on the chart, it didn't. Not say on the charts. Him. Yeah. Uh, wow, that's weird. Okay. Uh, this is a weird one because we both talked about this about how this song and kind of the record grabbed us a bit, and then hmm. we both got whiplash by the way we turned away from this band. Oh no, Radioactive by Imagine Dragons. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. <laughs> I lo- that's a great song. It is. That's a great song, and that first record was is really not good. Bad. Not bad at all. And, and then, then oh boy, yeah. Then the second record was the exact same thing. Yeah, and it was like I think we're good here. It's I like, think the I'm, first one. Yeah. Huh. Yep, I'm good. At number eighteen, this one might just be for me. You may have popped and heard it, but I don't think so. Mm. Fucking problems. ASAP Rocky featuring Drake, Two Chains, and Kendrick Lamar. Oh wow, nope. Um, I don't think I know it. Yeah, I got a fucking problem. I like bad bitches. That's my fucking problem. Nope. Don't know it. I am into that song. I'm sure you are. The last one I got for the Hot 100. No, at number 24. You he already popped up. You mentioned him. Carry okay. on by fun. Yeah. I'm so, I'm a big too. fan of uh that Carry On is on uh Some Nights, that record. It's on the list for you. Maybe it'll come up sooner rather than later. Okay. Because you know his voice now. Yeah. I do his voice. I do those hits. I like those yeah. hits, but I never listen yeah. to the record. Yeah, and I like the record. Jack Antonoff is now he's one of the huge. biggest record producers in the world. Yeah. Like, without he's a doubt. Huge. Without a doubt, one of the biggest in the world. For sure. Billboard 200, April 6th, 2014. Here we go. At number five, The Truth About Love by Pink. Yeah. Go listen to our Pink draft. For real. At number four, Spring Break, Here to Party, Luke Bryan. Oh, no. He is not. That's not the country I'm. I'm here for. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I'm He's not huge, a fan. He's yeah. huge. At number three, and uh, I guess I lied. I'm going to say that that Bruno Mars song is off this record, not 24 Karat Magic. Oh, okay. Uh, Unorthodox Jukebox by Bruno Mars. At number. Three. That's the one with the gorilla on the cover. Is it? I don't know. I might have listened to that one. Okay. It's been. Oh man, it's been so long. At number two. Debuting on the chart, oh. selling forty-two thousand copies. Same trailer, different park. Casey really? Park. Yep. Number two on the charts. Number two, killing it. Debuting on the charts, selling forty-two thousand first week. That that way by the go. way, that is why even though this record came out March nineteenth, I had to go find the Billboard charts of April sixth because it didn't hit it the didn't. charts till April sixth. Yeah, I will weird. never understand the <laughs> what goes on yeah. with the really? sales and the charts and anything. I have no. Yeah, idea. it's really weird. And the number one record, the 2020 experience, Justin Timberlake. So, of course, Casey Musgraves kept that number one by Justin Timberlake. By the one and only. Yeah. So I got the lo- I got a couple for the longest here. Okay. At 109 weeks, we have at number 21 still. Holy cow. 21. By at 100. And- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> should have known. I should have known. I should have been able to pull that one. At number 147, at 179 weeks. Oh. 19. By, by Adele. Adele. Yeah. Man, she's a killer. And the longest on the charts at this time, aside from re-entries or greatest yeah. hits or things like that. Yep. At number 150, hmm. 224 weeks on the chart. Damn. The foundation, the Zach Brown Band. Man. Huge record. 
I love that record. That record had such crossover appeal too. Like I like really that did, and I wasn't yeah. listening to that at the time. By the way, went to the fair last night before the dog show. Sick him on a chicken was being played. Yes, nice. And I was That's singing along. Great. Tara looks at me. She goes, "This song's horrible." I said, "You watch your mouth." Oh, you know, <laughs> Tara. My dog you, drinks you bean can't. water from a broken mason jar. Yeah, baby. <laughs> we went and saw Zach Brown band. That's cool. A, a couple years ago, and they they did covers of like they did a Metallica cover. That's weird. They did. Oh man, why can't I pull what other ones they did? They did a Charlie Daniels cover. Devil went down to Georgia. Who doesn't at this point? R- right, but I mean, they did it amazing. They had another one that was just like completely out of left field that threw me and it was excellent. They put on a great, great show. I, that's good to hear because I yeah. loved that record. I didn't really follow them anywhere. Like next record didn't really care. I haven't really listened since, but I loved that record. I followed them for like three records and then kind of fell off a little bit. There was a point where, whoa, I don't know if this is, do you know what your local country stations called? Like what the no name of it idea. is? No idea. Mm-mm. because like ours and i'm assuming it's like not just here it's like it's called froggy like it's like froggy 95 or froggy 98 okay. it was both all right the part in the song when it says and turn that blank up like and mm-hmm. turn that they changed it in the song it was recorded to say and turn that froggy up oh wow okay so, like on the radio you would hear this song and then it would say and turn that froggy up and for some reason you thought people that was... got too into it, so yeah. oh. it's kind of like this is a little overplayed. This is a little that's gotcha. chicken fried, right? Yeah, chicken fried. Yeah, my favorite song off that record was probably Toes. I loved Toes. I loved Toes. Yeah. Well, Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. Who passed away this year? Uh, it, it's definitely got Jimmy Buffett vibes. It does. And I am not a Jimmy Buffett fan at all. Now, do you think I could retroactively become a Jimmy Buffett fan? Because I've never been a huge Jimmy Buffett fan. I like the hits. I like Margaritaville. I hate Margaritaville. I like Cheeseburger in Paradise. I hate Cheeseburger in Paradise. But they're they're like the the tropical, they might be giants. It's just comedy songs. I just don't like them. Like, I can't stand them. And, like, because I hate those songs so much, it makes me think the deep cuts are trash. Well, I guess you just angered all the parrot heads out there. I know. So. I, f- I feel bad about it, especially after he passed away. But, man, I never have been a Jimmy Buffett guy. All right. yeah, I don't think I ever have, but I it made me want to, like, try. But I think I've had yeah. that same thought years ago and tried and was like, I'm all right. Yeah, no. I'll enjoy Cheeseburger in Paradise, a little onion slice once in a while. But other than that, I don't think I think I'm all right. Nah. So, Scott, here we have yeah. Casey Musgraves. Here we go. In Trailer Different Park, 12 tracks. Yeah. A little bit of a discrepancy. It's between 40 minutes and 11 seconds and 40 minutes and 13 seconds. So I don't know where those extra, <laughs> those seconds, extra two seconds. Don't know where the extra two seconds came from, but an extra two seconds of ringing out guitar at the end. So, Scott, by all yeah. means, please, let's dive into this. You want to start with the first track or do you want to give but, me a. No, I love. We'll just start with the first track because all I knew of Casey Musgraves beforehand was the Christmas variety show. First track, Silver Lining. Kind of a really beautiful sen- sentiment in this song. If you want to get the good out of things, you have to find a way through the the hard times. Mm-hmm. Uh, Casey's voice is really gorgeous, and the ooh ooh oohs are lovely. Love the little bit of slide guitar just before and at the end of the bridge. Country music with a twangy guitar is just kind of great. Yeah, the a lot of the pop country loses that. Yeah, unless you, they take it to the other side and they use it too much somehow, and that can happen, and that <laughs> annoys the shit out of me. Yeah, but. 
in this record they find a way to just salt and pepper it in there yeah uh and and it it's really lovely so just just based off her christmas variety show that you heard mm-hmm. and her voice and knowing that she, yeah even in that in that variety show you can kind of tell she's a southern country oh yeah singer is this what you pictured is this kind of where we were at yeah. like, you were like oh i get it this is what this is what i thought it was going to be pretty much i get into it a little bit more but her vocals are continuously subdued yeah and i i wish i could just hear her belt out every once in a while would be great okay but i i do love her voice yeah i that's that's a major thing for me is her yeah. voice unreal to me i love it i love yeah. everything about it let's move on to track two my house i've laughed <laughs> at this thing i think it's hilarious and great for some reason i love a song featuring a trailer and some harmonica it seems to fit right it's cute and romanticizes living in a mobile home uh i personally love my basement so i could never do it again Mm. i was i was uh raised for the first five years of my life in a trailer okay so i I have you you must have really missed that trailer at four or you must have really missed that basement at four scott i no, i i have some experience and (laughs) I'm glad I have that basement now. I actually went out when we were living in the trailer. I think I was three. Okay. I was sitting on the bed watching my mom iron clothes on an ironing board. Okay. Actually, I probably shouldn't say this. This kind of looks down on my mom, but Hmm. uh, she walked out of the room. And you touched the iron. I picked up the iron and put it on my arm. Jesus Christ. I I still have a a scar uh, from the burn. That um, is like true trailer trash shit right there. It got, <laughs> like somehow you you somehow sucked up decades of trailer trash in three right years. Right there, right there. <laughs> um, and I feel I feel terrible now because I mean nothing against my mom. Yeah, it wasn't her fault. Yeah, it wasn't her fault. I was. You didn't think her son was dumb. Yeah, right. But I was. <laughs> but at the same time, I was three. What What yeah. am I going to do? You know. Yeah. But uh, I have memories of riding my tricycle uh, okay. around the around the trailer park and. Uh, I have pictures of me in my homemade pumpkin Halloween costume that my mom made okay. for me for Halloween. And yeah. I I have some decent memories of that trailer. Yeah. Uh, but I'm definitely glad I live in a foundation steady home. <laughs> See, I like how this song made you laugh because this is the first time I revisited this album mm-hmm. in a while. And I cried to this song. Really? Yeah. Because it reminded me of my honeymoon. It reminded me of being in my being in the van and driving the country going and like one of the main lines. Well, other than like uh, the uh, any KOA is a okay with me. Like we didn't. I I love that line. We didn't say other songs, but yeah, that's great. We didn't say it any KOAs, but like we say it things similar. Like it was just a campground where you plug yeah. in and and that whole thing like just electricity and water and a place to dump the septic we didn't have a septic but but when we, when we got and... a camp we wanted some fucking electricity yeah for sure and it just i was just like that was it, it might have been one of my favorite parts of my life it might always be one of my favorite parts yeah. of my life like it was and i would i just i listened to this i was like it's perfect like this is a perfect song i loved it and it never, so it never hit me like that before right and this year this this when i revisited i was like holy shit like this one did it for it's me. something different yeah did it that's awesome so moving on to track three sure. merry-go-round man there's something just so beautiful about her voice i love it she gets this tiny little run at the end of where it stops nobody knows 
that is just phenomenal. And it shows off her vocal skills. I love the drum brushes that are used. You would point out drum brushes. I, I am. And with the banjo and the pedal guitar and her voice, it's just a great track. Like everything about this track is what I like about country. When I got into Casey Musgraves, other than like the some outliers here and there that I liked country wise, I wasn't a country guy. Mm -hmm. And so when I heard Casey Musgraves, just all of it together felt special to me. Yeah, I was like, this this is a special artist, not just this is a special record. I think Casey Musgraves is one of those like you don't come across to Casey Musgraves much like that. That's yeah, a, it's a, one, a once in a lifetime we see her. I'm not about to say Casey Musgraves is Dolly Parton. That's not what I'm here to say. Right, right. But I do absolutely adore Casey Musgraves and I don't care what she does. I'm always following Casey Musgraves career. Yeah, Um. I don't I don't know if you planned on bringing me another record of hers. It was dependent on how you felt about this one. So okay. I may now. OK, then I won't. We may ahead. run the gamut. We may run her career. I don't know. All right, then I won't. Then I won't go ahead. But unless, in, in, unless you're like that into wanting to listen, but like I would love to talk about Casey Musgraves more. So it's sure, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we can figure it out. But I guess spoiler, like this record got me wanting to listen to more of her stuff okay, because that's good. yeah, it's just it's like this song in particular is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And this I, was the lead it. single. This was the yeah yeah. When you was... when you mentioned Merry Go Round, I was uh, I didn't know it was a single. I was. I don't want to say I was surprised, but yeah, I just didn't know. Next up, track four, Dandelion. I can't tell if it's a fiddle or a cello in the background during the verses, but it adds a lot to this track. Okay. I'm really enjoying this record so far. This track isn't my favorite, but it's still so pretty. The record is just flying by, though. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm in a groove, and it just it's just going. Yeah, and the songs, they're not like short by any means either, really. They're like not really three they, minutes basically average. They feel really short though. Yeah. And I don't know why that is. The only thing that I was saying, because whatever before I bring you a record, I try to like listen to it and like see where you could see flaws in it. Yeah. The only place that I saw some of it was potentially the choruses are repeated maybe once too many. But uh, I, no. I don't think so. Yeah. And then the other one is some of the some of the lines you can mm-hmm. kind of see coming from a mile away. Any KOA is a okay with me. <laughs> yes. I knew that was happening. Yeah. The the one um you gotta see the forest through the trees. Yeah. That yeah. one, holy shit. Oh, it's something if you want to get honey, you gotta deal with the bees and then you gotta see the forest through the trees. You can see it coming from a mile away. You can. Yeah, you can. But it's I it's it, there's a reason because it's perfect mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So it's not, it doesn't feel cheap. It no. just feels like that's what you write. Like, it's like that's how a song. There. That's how a song is yeah. written. Yeah, <laughs> especially in country. Like, there's just certain lines that you yes. expect to be on a record. Yes, that you're like, oh, this is the song that it's going in. <laughs> Got us. Yeah. Moving on to track five, blowing smoke. I needed this one right now. Okay. Maybe even before Dandelion. Okay. Great, uh, little more of a rocker kind of, and more of like with a, a with a proper, storyteller. Yeah, proper backbeat to it, yeah. and a proper yeah storyteller. Um, the scratchy little electric guitar in it too is real nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they pick it up at the bridge, that's a moment. Mm-hmm. That is a key moment in this record, and it's fantastic. It's another little like kind of uh funny ish song. Yeah, and yeah, it's storytelling about a 
waitress wanting to get out of being a waitress. But it is interesting because, like, you got to think a song like Blowing Smoke, this mm-hmm. record came out 2013, so she would have been 25. Yeah. This is a song written by somebody that sounds like they've been working as a waitress for like 40 for years. 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I that's what I mentioned it. I think when I gave you the record that I love Casey Musgrave's songwriting. Mm-hmm. Now, the argument could be made that some of it is a little elementary, but it's also her first record, but, her first yeah. date, major record. Yeah, yeah, major label debut. Yeah, yeah. but I and it does. I don't want to say improve because these songs are great. It's not like these are bad yeah. songs, but there are moments later in her discography which the songwriting might improve and mm-hmm. you might see that better, but then there might be some sonics that you don't get behind. There's oh, gotcha. a possibility there. She starts to incorporate some more modern stuff later. Okay. It's not all just twangy country, which I guess you kind of need artists to progress and evolve. To grow, too. yeah. yeah. Yep. Moving on to track six, I Miss You. The slow fade-in of all the instruments is really, really nice on this one. It makes the track feel so gentle. I'd really like to hear a track where she and the band really go after it, but this slower jam country lane is perfect for her. Mm -hmm. She does it so well. For some reason, I'm getting a bit of an islandy vibe on this one. Yeah, Jimmy Buffett's back. But I'm okay with her doing it. Okay. (laughs) I I think even if we're not talking like Beach Island, Mm -hmm. just the concept of an island is what Casey Musgraves does to me. Like when I listen to Casey Musgraves, I feel on an island... But it's not a lonely island. Like, I'm there and it's comforting. It's not sure. like I'm separated from anything that could potentially bother me. It's right. like, yeah, Casey Musgraves is here. We're all right. Things are you're, all right. You're at a sandals resort. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, but if you step off that resort, you may get mugged. Then you're getting killed. You're, you're getting stabbed. <laughs> yeah. Track seven, step off. Uh, I really like the beat in this one. It really gets my head bobbing. I find it so cute that Casey is telling someone to step off. She just sounds so sweet. Yeah. Like in saying it. Yeah. She's just like the, the nicest person telling you to fuck off. I've had such a crush on Casey Musgraves since I first heard her. Like oh, there, okay. it, it's, there was like a moment where I heard, it, I was like, Ooh, should I like this? And then like, I looked it up and cause there is a thing where Casey Musgraves isn't entirely accepted by the country community. Oh, is that right? Because she, it's not as apparent in this. There's a couple references, but she talks about uh, gay issues. She talks about yes. smoking marijuana. She talks about in the same track later on. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But uh, a lot of a lot of country, even radio stations, won't play her "quote unquote" pro gay stuff. Okay, and I, I can see that. I didn't. I didn't think about that aspect of it, but yeah. yeah. And she's a very progressive person, and that's not super accepted in current country culture i guess I, I, in any but that used country to be culture, what country like, was i mean like you know you go back and you listen to your willie nelsons and whatnot and it's like hey but they don't take those messages from him true yeah <laughs> true yeah yeah they they take one certain message from willie nelson and that's it <laughs> yeah get high and be old there it is <laughs> moving on to track eight back on the map she really thrives in this slower tempo lane. Mm-hmm. I do like the proper drum sound in this one. Her voice really is wonderful. I wonder what it would sound like if she really let loose and belted something out. <laughs> yes. That, I mean, that's what yeah, I'm holding you, on to. You basically hear her belt out more in her Christmas record than you do. Exactly. On this record. <laughs> that's. Uh, I heard some in 
the variety show. Yeah. And I kept waiting for it to happen in this record. Yeah. And it just never really did. But I think if she would have done that on here and only does it like a little bit here and there, it would overshadow the whole record. I like the idea of having the whole the vibe of the whole record kind of consistent. I know, but it didn't stop me from wanting it. Oh, you you can want it. I I still I want it every time. I don't care. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I can sit back and respect it for not doing it either, because that it takes a lot to hold that. If you have that, it takes a lot to hold that back for sure. Although the the Christmas album is after this, so maybe she wasn't as confident in her voice at this point. It could have been that too possibility. But she uh, she won yodeling championships though. You know, (laughs) right? You know how much power you have to have to win a yodeling championship for sure. Yeah, yeah. Weird. I didn't think about that. Well, I just learned about the yodeling. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Track number nine, keep it to yourself. It's funny that she has the line in this track. It's the drip of the sink. Because my first thought with the guitar intro to this song is that it sounded like raindrops. Okay. Like, I, it doesn't necessarily sound like raindrops to anybody, to everybody. Yeah. But to me, when it first came on, I was like, oh, it sounds like rain. All right. And then well, she. I mean, that's what we're here for, Scott. We're here to talk about our own personal views, not what everybody yeah. else thinks. Yeah. It's very apparent on certain episodes. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I've been thinking that these tracks all sound very similar, but it's little things like that raindrop that really make a song stand out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And she she sprinkles little things in here, like the islandy vibe on that other track and Mm -hmm. the the kind of comedy in uh, the the My House track. And yeah, the storytelling and blowing smoke. There's just... Yeah, there's a lot of little seasoning put it, on some of it these. It feels tracks. like a true album. It doesn't feel like it doesn't feel it feels like what she wanted to make. It doesn't feel like she went into the like, hey, this will sell a lot of records. Hey, yeah. this is gonna this is gonna blow up. Hey, this I is de- a fun thing. I definitely don't think she went into it thinking marketing. Yeah. Uh especially with with the not belting out of her voice that she has she is credited on the production as art direction as well so she had full oh, control over hey this. like she was her. she was a writer a producer and in charge of art direction and to be a like a, a label debut and to yeah. have that power over your own product yeah that's amazing mm-hmm. well you remember she, scott eight years a good old, agent she wrote her first song she was a good agent <laughs> good ass agent moving on to track 10 stupid oh this one started off fun with the boot stomping beat uh, the group woes are a great little addition to the song. And that, that's what you're talking about. Those little seasonings. Yeah. Just, just to change it things. just a little bit, make it just a little different. Yeah. That beat with the, like, for real, I could see a million people at a show. Stomping their feet. Just stomping their feet to that beat. Yeah. Moving on to track 11, probably spoiler alert. One of my favorite Casey Musgrave tracks of all time, period. This is one of the ones that really sucked me into Casey Musgraves. Follow your arrow. Spoiler alert, it's my number one track. Okay. You're a horrible person. <laughs> yes. It's so great. And yeah. like it brings levity. Mm-hmm. Um, really love it. Love the little play on words. She really hits the nail on the head on this one. I love, love, love the sentiment behind this one. Just do you make you happy. Roll up a joint or don't. Yeah. <laughs> uh great track. The little whistles mm-hmm. make this a 10 track. By the way, it's her whistling, too. She's credited on the track as a whistle. Of course. <laughs> of course. Amazing. Uh, a fun little trivia note for this track. 
Rolling Stone named Fall Your Arrow as number 39 of the 100 best country songs ever written. Holy cow. <laughs> that's huge. Off your debut record. Right. Like, She's, that's wild. It's awesome. I was that, that's why I was very if you didn't like this album and this track, that piece of information, you would have fucking I mean, you're not like the biggest country guy in the world, but no. you'd be like, come on, what yeah. are we doing? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> But I, I didn't know that either. I read that and I was like, wow, okay. Yeah, that's and impressive. They, they even talk about how it's important because of its progressiveness. It's important. It really is. Yeah, she's she's uh, coming at music and the, the fan base from a different angle that needs yeah. to be heard. Like it's Kiss lots of girls if that's what you're into. Yeah, it's excellent. Yeah. I yeah. love this track. Super it, good. It's a big one. And then the closer, it is what it is. I feel like I'm rolling down a river on a raft with Huck Finn while listening to this one. Okay. Yeah, the melody in her voice on this track reminds me of a Ben Folds song. I'm uh, not, just, I know the name, but I'm not familiar. Yeah, um, just the way she has like a certain vocal inflection at one point sounds a lot like a, a specific Ben Folds song. And I was okay. like, oh, man, it was nice. All right. Me and Huck Finn just <laughs> jamming down the down the river. You and Huck Finn. Yeah. Some quick cleanup real quick here. Yeah. On April 4th, 2018, this record was certified platinum. Ah, five years later. In 2014, it won the Grammy for Best Country Album. Oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah. So that your debut on a label wins Best Country Album. That's solid. I didn't look at what it was up against. I was going to say, I wonder what it was up against. I'm but... sure there's some stuff that I'm not into, at least. Uh, there's probably some shit we don't know. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. And then the cleanup for Musgrave, she went on to release pageant material in 2015 a very casey christmas in 2016 golden hour in 2018 and star crossed in 2021 and i want you to know yeah i'm not gonna save it i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you now mm -hmm. I, I was gonna save it in case we got there but it would be like three episodes from now if we covered her thing oh gotcha golden hour won another grammy for best country art best country album and one album of the year oh overall Yes. Oh, wow. And let, I was looking at it earlier. Let me see what it won over. It won over the Black Panther record that Kendrick produced. The Kendrick one, yeah. So album of the year. And at the 61st annual Grammys that was held February 10th, 2019, Golden Hour won album of the year over Invasion of Privacy, Cardi B. Okay. By the way, I Forgive You by Brady Carlisle. Hmm. Scorpion by Drake. Her by Her. Beer Bongs and Bentleys by Post Malone. Oh, wow. The Black Panther record and Scott Dirty Computer. Oh, by hey. Janelle Janelle Monet. Monet. We covered that one. That was the last record I brought you. Was that the last <laughs> one? Yeah, it was. Yes. That's funny. Yeah. So if you remember, I said it was nominated for album of the year. Yeah. And it was beat out by Casey Musgraves. Hey. So maybe at some point, because that is one where it starts to, she starts to make a, a little bit of a change. Is that the one? It's not the divorce record. That's the one I'm interested in. Uh, you might like the Sonics of that one even less. Oh. I have to revisit that one because okay. it's, it didn't grab me the way that other ones of hers have grabbed me. I liked it. I gotcha. own it, but it didn't grab me that way. Okay. But Golden Hour, it's it's kind of in a point where she's trying to be optimistic about her marriage. It, it feels like oh. there might be problems, but she's trying to work through them and things like that. Okay. And she's she adds some different sounds in there, but gotcha. Golden Hour, put it this way: when it won Album of the Year, 
Yeah. There wasn't much argument, even from, you know, the from other genre people. Yeah, it, it's, gotcha. it's huge. There, there you may have heard a track or two from it on the radio. If okay. I'm being honest, you may have heard Slow Burn. You may have heard Rainbow. You may have heard High Horse. I think those are the three big ones off of it. OK, it's so tough because I want to talk to you about it, but I also don't want to hold you back from listening to it because you have this interest now. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Let me think on it. I'll get yeah. back to you. Well, That's fine. Listener, you'll know if there's another Casey Musgraves album pops up or if Scott comes next week or the week after with a maybe a record of the week that's Casey Record of the week, yeah, right. You'll know one way or the other. Or yeah. he'll, he'll mention it one way or the other. I don't know. But Right. So that's what we got. What's your top three on this record, Scott? Uh, I already said it. Follow Your Arrow is my number one. Same. Uh, Silver Lining is my number two. Okay. And Merry Go Round is my number three. Okay. Good shit. I think, well, number one, obviously, I told you it's gonna be the the same as yours same as yeah. it's su- such a fucking banger yeah two would probably be my house because yeah. it made they me cry it, yep. tur- it turned turned me around for sure and then man i don't know i love all these songs it's hard <laughs> it's it's hard yeah um i like back on the map a lot too yeah i really like back on the map too that'd be my number four mm, i guess i gotta pick one it's tough uh, uh blowing smoke let's go blowing that's smoke. a good one I like blowing smoke a lot i like yeah. how there's an actual story in there even though it's a little sad of a story sometimes here yeah it kind of is <laughs> but i re- i really like what she did with like nursery rhymes in this record because mm-hmm. it's not just one track where she throws a couple of nursery rhymes like a little couple little twists on nursery rhymes she yeah. does it throughout the record like sprinkled in and out of there and it, that's fun and it helps that her voice she sounds like a mythical woods creature <laughs> like yeah. it's it's in such a tone and it's such a sound that she just sounds like she's in she's a backwoods forest nymph yeah nymph was what i was thinking of but then i was like oh boy i don't know if i want to go there because well that doesn't no nymph is fine yeah nymph, nymph is a fine word yes but i have people add that extra letter and it changes that extra letter really uh i have said that extra letter accidentally before which makes me hesitant to say yeah the actual word yeah. So, all right, Scott. Yeah. I got to ask you the question. I think it's, I think I know the answer. Yeah. It's it's not going to be a surprise. Casey Musgraves, same trailer, different park. Throne, own, phone, or grown? I would totally own this thing. boy. Yeah. I think it's cheap. You could grab it for a cheap price, I think. Yeah, I probably can. Um, I, I didn't look, look it up or anything like that, but yeah, it's definitely one I would own. I actually need to look. I don't know if I own it. Oh, no. I think it's been in my watch list, but it's just been one of those where it's like, oh, it's cheap. I can get it whenever. And I yeah, just haven't got right. it. Um, yeah, this is her the one album by her that I do not that own. That you don't have. <laughs> yep. I own Pageant Material. I own Very Casey Christmas. I own the fucking picture disc to the Variety Show. Oh, wow. Which, boy, do I not like that. But yeah. Casey's pictured on it, so it's all right. Hey, it's fine. And then I own Golden Hour and I own Starcrossed. Hey. I gotta get this, I guess. I gotta order this. This isn't the only thing you're listening to. What's your record of the week? Uh, my record of the week this week is the newest record from Jeff Rosenstock, Hell Mode. Okay. Uh, big Jeff Rosenstock fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like what he does as far as... Um, I'm Musically, of course, he's got that pop punk kind of ska stuff going on. He kind of branches out a little bit in it. Uh, and then always lyrically, he's a very open-minded, uh, very open individual. I'm not talking familiar. about 
self-care and dealing with mental issues and stuff. Uh, so I'm a big fan about that. And okay. uh, it's just really good. Is there a Jeff Rubenstock on the list for me somewhere? Because there I'm not can familiar. be if you want. I, I'm not saying I want. I'm right. saying if that's something you want. No, I'd love to bring you a Jeff Rosenstock record. I just have to pick which one. Okay. Yeah, maybe we'll do that. All right. Add okay. to the list. Yeah, sweet. I will. My record of the week. I might as well keep this going. Uh, another 20-year record you and I have been sharing back and forth. Oh, yeah. We've been and this fun. one, uh, I don't know if the people who need to hear this will hear this, because I don't know if the <laughs> same people will listen to the other episode that listen to this episode, but I have to put it out there that I do like some Scott. Yeah, do buddy. I, do I think a lot of Scott records are too long? I sure do. Yeah. But the album Anthem by Less Than Jake yeah, buddy. is my record of the week. It's a fucking great record. It's so good. They're the silly horns I complained about on <laughs> what, what was the other what was the one we did? Borders and Boundaries. On Borders and Boundaries. Not in this. This is just peppered perfectly with lovely sounds of horns all yeah. over this and yeah. it's it's just a punk record it's a good punk record that yeah goes just off happens to have some horns in some of the songs this is the last of jake that i remember liking when i have yeah. when i have pleasant remember pleasant rememories what whoa <laughs> when i have pleasant memories of less than jake this is the sounds that i hear i hear the more punk forward yeah horn backup as opposed to horn forward <laughs> punk backup that i right. don't really like is it still a little long for a Scott record? Probably. And I think that also adds into that. I don't think punk records should be that long either. So right. you uh, you mix those two genres and give oh, me a man. long record. And I don't know what's going on, but Anthem's great. Record of the week. If we took the difference between Anthem and Explode by the Unseen, put those together and yes. cut them in half completely, we'd have two amazing records. Yeah. Because that Explode record was way too short. I really I more. I really wish on Steve would put out more records. I mm. I mean, respect for putting out what you put out. We we covered Scream Out early on and not Scream Out. Um no. Discontent, something of discontent. I can't State remember. of discontent. State of discontent. We covered yeah. that early in the show. That was an early one, I think. Yeah, I think so. And you loved it. I bought it. Did you you didn't throw it because you no. like other punk records. Yeah. But yeah, it's that, that unseen record, man. I, I wish we could draft unseen. I wish they had yeah, more records. They only have five, I think. Yeah, and they have I think they have one or two they release under a different name, but mm. eh, it's one of those iffy situations. Oh, gotcha. Uh yeah. So I guess that we cover this. We covered yeah. our records of the week. All that's left is for you to tell me what we're listening to next week, Scott. So Well, did you have an idea going in what you're giving me, or did it change throughout this episode? No, I I I knew what I was going to bring you. Okay. I knew so much so that I did the notes already. Oh, Jesus. All right. Uh, and can't wait for you to cold read those next week. The name, the name was mentioned earlier on in this episode. I said that one of her vocal harmonies reminded me of Ben folds. Yes. And you have not listened to a Ben folds record. No. So I'm bringing you Ben folds first studio solo record so not part of isn't it ben folds five is was that band? was the band yeah okay this is after the band broke up do you want to know what my experience with ben folds is oh, not please. even musically just like completely sure he was on new girl was he i'm pretty sure like he was on new girl as ben folds that's fantastic i'm pretty sure i, I watched all of new up. girl i just can't remember that i will look it up and like confirm it but i'm pretty sure 
maybe it wasn't Ben Folds. Who's another guitar player? He's not a guitar player. I meant piano player, my bad. Gotcha. I definitely meant piano player. Oh, no. Maybe it was a community. He had a cameo in community? Oh, okay. Maybe I'm wrong. So no experience with Ben Folds at all. Who the fuck was in New Girl then? I don't know. New Girl musician? I know Prince was in New Girl. Oh, maybe it's You're the Worst. That might be what I'm thinking of. He's in You're okay. the Worst. I love I don't know that, that one. It might it might be You're the Worst is what I'm thinking of. So I, I do okay. know Ben Folds from You're sure. the Worst, at least, if he's not in New Girl. Gotcha. Well, you're getting Ben Folds, Rockin' the Suburbs is the name of the record. Rockin' the Suburbs. Yep. Like rockin' with an apostrophe after yes, the end? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, buddy. That doesn't bode well for me. <laughs> Apostrophes don't do great for me on the end of ends. Yeah. I'm expecting, if it's his debut, I'm expecting like some singer-songwriter stuff, a lot of piano stuff. So we'll see where we go. It's it's his solo debut. Yeah. He had three band records before that, three or four. Okay. So it's not like he's a new, real new artist coming out. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's been established. Okay. He's had prior hits. Yeah. So he's coming out and just doing his solo stuff here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm on Ben Fold's IMDB page. Oh. <laughs> so let's see what he's in. Would it be considered actor though? Because he's not really an actor, and he was playing himself. Yeah. He's on You're the Worst as Ben Folds. He's on Billions as Ben Folds. He's on Community as Professor Bublitz. Yeah. It. So it looks like he was not on Gil- or on New Girl. So that's on me. I was thinking of You're the Worst. I'm sorry, not only Ben Folds, not only New Girl fans, but You're the Worst fans. Because if, if you're a fan of You the Worst, you're probably a little toxic. So yeah. <laughs> it's an excellent show. I absolutely love it, but it is just pure toxic. So Ben Folds next yeah. week. All right. I hope I uh I hope I get into this. <laughs> We'll see. I did just see Ben Fold's birthday, and I didn't know that's when he was born. All right. Oh, you're you're getting ahead in the notes. I'm sorry. It was IMDb. It's not what I intended to do. Sorry. I closed the page. It's gone. It's gone. Get rid of it. It's gone. (laughs) I know Ben Fold's a person. I just didn't know how old he was. (laughs) I know. All right. Ben Fold's rock in the suburbs next week. Yeah, buddy. So if that's it, I guess. Follow us on Twitter at AOLPod. Follow us on Instagram at AOLPod. Join the Facebook group, link will be in the show notes. Send us an email at areyoulistening.pod.gmail.com. We will respond to emails. We will. I mean, I guess unless they're scams. If they're scams, no. Probably not. But feel free. Yeah. Just do whatever you need to do. Or just enjoy. Feel no connection. You don't need to do anything. If you enjoy, no, you enjoy. Don't. Listen to something new. Listen to something you love. Yeah. Homework. Homework. Scott, thank you for the podcast. Thank you for the friendship. Thank you for the episode. Thank you, brother. Keep flipping those around different, but it, all hey, it works. I'm glad you like this record. Me too. I hope I enjoy Ben Folds. I hope so too. Listeners, thank you for listening. Thank you always. Are you listening? Are you listening? Lil Wayne's been trying to tell us for years that he's an alien. I don't know why we're not listening to this man. I'm definitely glad I live in a foundation steady home. I like bad bitches. That's my fucking problem. It's like, yeah, Casey Musgraves is here. We're all right. Things are all right. Yeah, I'll definitely do that, Scott. No problem. I'll definitely do that. I love YouTube videos, too. You're a whore. Obel person.